Beautiful summer morning. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. Want to take just a moment to welcome um, any visitors who might be with us this morning. We're always glad to have you with us and certainly hope that you'll come back and worship with us again. You know, there is nothing quite like summer in Minnesota. I have spent, I think, every night this last week uh, with my family having dinner out on our deck in the backyard. And we have all these beautiful uh, plants that Anne has planted, flowering plants, and then we have all the greenery behind us and a pond. And it's just, it's so beautiful to sit out there and just enjoy that. And if you've had a chance to drive around at all, especially in rural areas, you probably notice that uh, the farmers are hard at work and those crops are starting to come up. The corn, uh, what is it, knee high by the 4th of July, the corn is starting to come up. Um, and there's just all this beauty around us. Well, today in our gospel story, Jesus talks about the weeds and the wheat. And I thought, you know, it's summertime in Minnesota. I don't really want to talk about wheat. I'd rather talk about flowers. So if it's all right with you, we'll talk about the weeds and the flowers. Each of us is a flower that God has planted in his garden. And God sees the beauty in us even if we don't always see it in ourselves. You know, some flowers are just naturally beautiful and we see that beauty, and other flowers maybe don't look quite as beautiful to us on the outside, but they're very hardy and they can, they can hold up well in all kinds of weather. So this idea of being a flower planted in God's garden, and we know that in every garden there are weeds that we have to deal with, right? And those weeds are the evil in the world, as Jesus talks about. And the sin that's inside of us, the sin that is in our hearts, that's the evil. And then as we go out into the world, especially in times like this, we're seeing a lot of these large prickly weeds, the evil that's really powerful and strong and difficult to manage. Several years ago, in a small town in Michigan, there were two men. One was a black man and one was white. And these men encountered each other. The black man was walking down the street and he was approached by the white man who was a police officer. And in that exchange, this black man was arrested for possession of drugs. And he was taken to the jail and eventually he was tried and convicted of drug possession. And so he had a sentence ahead of him to serve. Well, several years later, interestingly enough, this same police officer ended up going to prison. And he went to prison because they found out that he was planting evidence on people. And that's what he had done in this situation. This man had done nothing wrong, and this uh, drug was planted on him, and he was arrested and convicted and went to prison. And so fortunately, he was released. And as he got out of prison, his first thought was to get revenge against this man. He was really very hurt by what had happened. He had lost everything when he went to prison, and he just wanted to get some revenge. Well, being that this was a very small town, there weren't a lot of places to work. And so this gentleman, as he got out of prison, ended up working in this cafe in the town. Well, a short while later, the police officer was released from his sentence, and he also ends up working at this same cafe in this little town. What are the chances of that, do you suppose? And so at one point, these gentlemen 
realize that they're both working in the same place. Uh, kind of an awkward moment, as you might imagine. But the police officer approached this gentleman that he had been responsible for putting in prison and apologized to him. He said, I'm very, very sorry for what I did. I know that I've caused you a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, and I'm very sorry. And surprisingly, the man who had previously thought about revenge against him said, I forgive you. All I really needed to hear was that you were sorry. That's what I wanted to hear. And not only did he forgive this gentleman, but they became good friends. And not just good friends, they became best friends. And as they shared their life stories together, they grew to be very close. And so what happened out of this horrible weed in this garden is that these two men now go across the country telling this story of love and healing and reconciliation. You know, sometimes in our life, these weeds become so thick and so difficult that we think that they're going to choke us out. We think they're going to choke the life out of us. But God can make us bloom wherever he plants us, even in the most difficult of circumstances. You know, it was several weeks ago here in our own town where we had a very tragic thing happen, the death of George Floyd. And it's been all over the papers and all over the news media, not only here, but all over the world, literally. And there was anger and hurt and pain and sadness in that community. And there was destruction of property and loss of life, weeds, those big, thick, prickly weeds everywhere. Days and days and days. The community was hurting. And so they put out a call asking for people to bring supplies, things that they needed, things that they couldn't get because the stores in the area were boarded up because of the violence that had happened. And so my wife, Anne, and my daughter, Kelsey, went on a particular Sunday to this church where they were accepting these donations. And they put our stuff in the car and they drove over there. And when they got to the location, they were amazed at the number of cars in this line waiting to drop off their stuff. It took them an hour and a half to get up to the place where they could drop off the uh, supplies because there were so many people there wanting to help. You know, sometimes you and I are like that mustard seed that Jesus talks about in the gospel today. The smallest of seeds. We may think of ourselves as very small and very insignificant in this world. What can I do to help? In that we hear that that smallest of seeds grows into a large and beautiful bush where the birds can nest. We just never know. We never know how God is going to use us to bring about good in this world. Well, every gardener knows that if you're growing flowers or you're growing plants, sometimes they need a little boost. They need a little help, right? 
Miracle Grow. Anybody heard of Miracle Grow? It's this wonderful stuff that you mix up with water and you spray on your plants and they just go crazy. They just grow and grow and grow. And I often think of the second reading today about the Holy Spirit. I think of that as God's miracle grow, right? The Holy Spirit that intercedes for us in our weakness, that helps us to pray when we don't know how to pray, that guides us and leads us in situations, God's miracle grow. You know, it was through the action of the Holy Spirit that these two men were able to reconcile, that one man was able to apologize to the other, and the other man was able to forgive him. And through that same Holy Spirit that they're now going all around the country and spreading these beautiful seeds, this beautiful story of reconciliation and love. And it's through the same Holy Spirit that God has brought about healing in this community that was so damaged by what happened several weeks ago. Stores are being rebuilt, businesses are coming back open, and people are beginning to heal. And oh, there's still a lot of pain. There's still a lot of pain, but there's a lot of healing that's happening as well. Each of us is a beautiful flower that God has planted in his garden. Each of us is unique and special and loved unconditionally by our God. And believe me, we need to remember that. We need to remember that, especially when times are tough. The evil one will continue to sow seeds in our world. That's what he does. But he never has the final word. God does. God is calling you and I to bloom right where he's planted us today. Whether we have good things happening in our life right now or we're struggling and suffering, God has planted us there for a reason. And he will use whatever happens for the good to spread more of that good seed around the world. And so what is it that we need to bloom today? Do we need more of that heavenly sunshine that we receive when we have beautiful moments of prayer with our God? Do we need more of that life-giving water that comes to us through the sacraments? Do we need a good soaking in the miracle grow of the Holy Spirit? What is it that we need to blossom and bloom right where he's planted us? My brothers and sisters, more than ever, we need lights to shine in this world. We need flowers to bloom so that the world can see the good of God in this, in this world. Let's be flowers that bloom today. Amen?